Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the live chat with me and Jesse. I'm Steven Jensen, that's Jesse Davin. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about AEW today. We're going to be talking about the WWE Draft. We're going to be talking Jesse showing up on NXT and AEW last night, Rick Rude style. What? So, what? a lot of good stuff <laughs> happened today. The reason Jesse's laughing is because I have my mic muted as the uh, before the show starts, and I was doing my uh, my little vocal warm-up mm-hmm. beforehand. And I, 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 let, I let her listen to it, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope I hope I was muted at least because otherwise we immediately got demonetized. Um. So yeah. anyway, anyway, thanks. Well, no one said anything. So yeah. So I think I, did, I think I did it. Um. Welcome to another live chat. Like I've said, if you want to throw your super chat our way, we will make sure to answer any question you've got. We will make sure to talk about anything you wants to talk about in the chat. And as we do with all of our kind of review shows and stuff like that, we basically just kind of talk to each other, go through. Uh, kind of go through everything, kind of one at a time. But if there's something you want to talk about that has to do with that stuff, send a super chat. Donations are in the description as well. They work the same exact way. And uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I mean, uh, even if there's something you don't you want to talk about that we aren't talking about, a super chat, we will shift the conversation over to whatever you're looking for us to talk about. Unless, of course, it's something we're going to cover later on in the show, anyways. But we're, we'll do our best to give your your uh, your money's worth. Um, yeah. So that all being said, Jesse, uh, before we talk about all this stuff, how are you doing today? We, we and, and I should I should kind of ask at the same time, how are you doing? And also, what was it like to be featured on not only multiple wrestling shows last night at the same time, but also you're being covered by outlets such as Web is Jericho, yeah. um, and on uh, Facebook. <laughs> yes. So uh, what up? So you, dead, but... you you did um, it. Yeah, I did it. I made it. Um, I have a very, very bad sinus infection. I keep getting them because I wear a mask everywhere I go. Yeah. I just went to the doctor yesterday, got checked out. Baby got checked out. Baby's fine. Um, so everything's going fine. It's a sinus infection, not you know what. Um, so I'm very congested. I do not feel very good. Uh, but other than that, I'm doing okay. Baby is great. I'm officially six months pregnant. Uh, yesterday, so yes, work. This is tea. So as if being pregnant, I would be drinking like something that typically goes in a red soul cup. But uh, yeah, I. So well, first off, how are you? I'm good. Um, there was a lot of wrestling over the weekend. There was some yes. MMA as well. Yeah, a lot of wrestling. Uh, it was it was great. I had a fucking. I really might as well. Fuck! 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 We're demonetized. That's all right. There, there you go. Um, it was uh, it was fucking great. Like I, I loved it. I watched the entire GCW collective. It was twelve shows. Uh, there was four each day: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I wasn't there live. Um, the only kind of down, yeah. The only kind of downside of all that is I am seeing people popping for uh, for the uh, the big C right now. I know. Um, best best wishes to uh, Dan the Dad. By yeah, the way. yeah. He came out and openly um, did something. And if you are one of those people that's like giving him crap for catching that, it's like, uh, hello. Like everyone's getting it. Like just best wish, just wish best wishes, man. Like, yeah, I know he feels terrible about it. I saw a tweet that yeah. he deleted like really quickly well, earlier today, and I won't like say what, but I'll kind of paraphrase. And I, I understand why he kind of deleted it, but it was it was really along the lines of like. He, you can tell he feels awful because there were, oh, sure. you know, and, and like 
it being such a safe event because so for those of you who might not know i'll pull the curtain back a little bit so like i've known danny for a while like he did my show a long time ago and he took over glory pro wrestling along with kevin lee davidson when michael elgin had his whole me too stuff go on and he he left glory pro danny adams and kld took the ball and like they they've done amazing things with that company since all that went down like and danny is obviously by saying that he's he's helping book the shows with glory pro and glory pro ran a show this weekend so not only like was he wrestling like he was responsible for you know the talent on his shows and stuff like that and making sure things were safe and and from what i understand because i've talked to a lot of people wrestlers and um and fans that were there and i mean they were doing everything possible it looked like it yeah i mean and and from what i understand if somebody like took their mask down or something they were pretty much immediately called out for it like it wasn't like a like a hostile mob but it was like a yeah like you were saying exactly like it was pointed out and corrected or like people were probably asked to leave if it became a problem or something like that um and yeah i mean this weekend i mean so that was the one negative and i and dan the dan the dad his name's danny adams the guy the guy is a super nice guy and like this you don't want this to happen to anybody but you especially don't want it to happen to something like that who like you can tell it's He's not happy about it. You know what I mean? Like, so... Oh, who could be? Right. Like, you know, he's thinking of other people and, you know, I feel bad that he has to go through it. But I also, it's great that he... Because he didn't have to say anything. Like, as fucked up as that would have been. He didn't no. have to He didn't have to say anything. And he, he came out and was like... And I saw that tweet has like 10,000 likes or something where it was like ev- everyone's seeing it. And and it's also... Really? the one The one upside to it, though, is by seeing that... I could be I could be wrong, but I think that's what it looked like when I saw it. But but what it what it looks like is it's like that happened, but now it's like a big red flag to everybody. Like go get tested. Like like this, you know, Absolutely. if you were there, go get tested. Like this happened to me. Look, like I was being safe about it. We were all being safe about it, but like we all still need to go get tested. And even if you go get tested and you, it says that you don't have it, go to get tested again one more time the next day. Just double check it. It's easy. Yeah. And uh so so yeah, that was the one negative of the weekend, but as far as everything else, like it was amazing. And I did uh if y'all want to check it out, I did a 2-hour review of the collective for Fightful, which uh is is free. It's normally part of the uh Fightful Select service, I but you can listen. Free. Yeah, it's free for y'all to listen to right now. You can check it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's totally free this week and the most rewarding thing for me over the weekend was um, the fact that I've had a lot of wrestlers and other fans of wrestling message me uh, directly since the weekend and thank me for the review and for some of the uh-huh. tweets and stuff like that, which uh, made me feel great because that's something that I pride myself on, especially when I talk about knowing someone like Danny Adams a little bit better or some of these other wrestlers. Some of these wrestlers I've literally known since like their third match ever. Like I just happened to wow. see them at like a bar or a gym or like I knew they were training with somebody or I was trying to get some interviews when like nobody wanted to do my show because why would they? You know what I mean? So it was like, so I pride myself on being trustworthy. Like, like for instance, I know of at least two, possibly three people, at least two for sure that I know have since this weekend signed contracts with the WWE and are going to be at the performance center before the end of the year. But I'm not going to say who they are because I, I, they trusted me with information. I'm not going to, I'm not going to leak it, but that's kind of the cool thing too, is like these people trust me. And that's, 
that's the most that's the most important thing at the end of the day for me is that i have the trust of people that i respect so um so thanks so thank you to everybody who reached out over the weekend anybody who checked that podcast out because talking for two hours straight without anybody talking back to you like isn't easy especially when you're talking about 12 different shows um and having to remember all this stuff um so uh, but it was also worth it. And shout out to Fightful. They, I mean, they they covered the cost of the. It was 150 bucks for the collective, and they and they Ooh. covered it for me. So I mean, like, shout out to them too. Like they, I mean, they they took care of me big time for that. So I uh, I appreciate. It. Okay. So that's that's. So I'm good with. Ta- I, I've talked enough for the next like 10 minutes or so. Let <laughs> let me know how let me know how everything was with uh with last night because that was insane. Like okay. you show yeah. up on both shows and then like I said, <laughs> like... there's actual articles being written on you about it. Well, okay, so here's what happened. So, like, last week, right, I was in the Wrestling Observer Twitch chat, right? And I was, like, chatting, and someone said, Hey, I saw you in the on NXT at the, oh, at TakeOver or something. And I was like, uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> Wasn't in there. And they were like, no, I'm, I swear to God it was you. And I was like, no, it wasn't. I was not... I guarantee I was there, my laptop was not open. I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't really think anything of it. And I think someone else had mentioned it on Twitter. I don't know. And then last night, someone said, "Hey, are you in the Thunderdome?" Because let's just call the virtual fan thing the Thunderdome, sure. okay? Yeah. I, I, like it's it's we know it's the Capital Wrestling Center. You want to be a picky? We get it. But the virtual fan aspect, Thunderdome. So someone's like, "Hey, I just saw you in the Thunderdome." And I was like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> I was like, "I'm watching AEW. What are you talking about?" And they're like, no, I swear it was you. And I was like, uh, no, it's not. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I was like, I'm actually, my husband's watching because my friend Tracy actually got to go to NXT last night. Um, so she was there, so I was looking for her. So shout out to Tracy. And so he was kind of like watching, and then he turned it off because he got bored or something. And so he came in and watched with me. And all of a sudden, someone tags me in this tweet from NXT or WWE, and in the background, sure enough, I'm, like, sitting there next behind Tyler Breeze going like this, like, doing something. And I was, like, I told my – I was, like, oh, my God. And my husband was, what? And I'm, like, am I tripping? Is that me? And he's, like – he, like, stood up, and he was, like, what? And I'm, like, dude, they're using my footage. And I was, like – I was – okay – And I was like, yo, that is hilarious. Like, I, and it was so funny as we were talking about going to this show, too, that AEW show. How epic would that have been if I would actually been in Jacksonville at Dynamite and at NXT? That would have been hilarious. (laughs) But, obviously, it's kind of expensive to travel, so we didn't get to do it. But, like, so I immediately was like, I'm exposing when well, I wasn't like I'm exposing them but right. just like I gotta like let people know how funny this is like this is so funny like I wasn't mad like not at all and I'm like literally no makeup on look my hair is a mess it's always a mess I hear you and I I'm it. like I it, it yes and like I just have this like big hoodie on yeah I was like what and I'm like yo that's I that's old. That's really old too. That that's from when like what the Keith Lee thing was, you know. I think because that's the same outfit I was wearing when I saw Randy Orton's butt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like nice. But <laughs> um, you're pointing but, at it. Oh. Yeah, I was going like this. 
<laughs> it's like right in my face. But anyways, I was like, oh my God. So I made a video and I was like, yo, this is me right now. I do not have my laptop open. I have no makeup on or whatever. I'm watching Dynamite. I'm watching AD. I'm not even watching the product. And I'm in the Thunderdome. I was like, <laughs> legendary. Like, I don't even have to try. And I, okay, here's this. And people are thinking that I was like mad. People are thinking that I was like upset or like outraged. There, I saw there was like a lot of outrage. But listen, guys, guys and gals and people who are gender fluid, like, when you when you agree to be in the Thunderdome, you have to click "I agree" to the terms of service. Guarantee it's in the terms of service somewhere. For sure. Like, you cannot tell me that everyone sat there and read that whole dang thing. Like, you cannot tell me that. Like, oh no, no, I it's the same with like yeah. Apple. Like, people buy an iPhone and like they can probably yeah. do whatever they want with with you and your whole entire family, but like people are still gonna buy the iPhone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and or like you agree to the terms of service of like Facebook. Or yeah. YouTube or same, Twitter, same. you know, yep. you know, and it's so I wasn't mad. I was just like, yo, heads up, people look out because, you know, people, if you have people that are going to tell you, hey, I saw you on NXT and you're like, no, you didn't. Maybe they did. So, like, look for your old footage or whatever. I mean, it's hilarious. I thought I was flattered because to me, that means that my reactions were good enough to use twice like exactly who doesn't who doesn't want to it's crazy because like i haven't done the thunderdome at all myself but like i'd imagine there's people who've done it like every single show and never been shown like on the hard cam like and you seem to get it like every time there's probably people are like how the hell is she doing this and are you showing up on two shows (laughs) at the same time like wait what right i was like what (sighs) and so i put that out there because i thought it was funny and huh sure you want to be on the screen scarlet wants to be on the screen scarlet running scarlet running so guys this is a perfect place careful um so yeah so, so i did guys, that and then also i'm knowing that i have to tell oh my what is that what? thank you Wyatt. You're the best boy in the world. You like got today. Yeah. She started on me. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> the best is the people who are going to listen to the audio version of this and be like, what yeah. the hell is happening right now? All right. Good job, Scarlett. No. Awesome. Thank you. you can have that sponge if you want. I still need. But anyway, so... I news... still need to sell people. So today... She wants we... to sell things, so... No, I'm telling people. She wants oh. to sell things? She wants to tell people. What so... do you want to say? Say it quickly. So I have to do something... No, I have to do all the stuff. No, 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 no. So then I'm going to use it. So I know this thing. Then I'm going to do that. And buy it super, super fast. And it's a long time. So... Today I'm going to All right, awesome. Thank you so I much. I don't know, but it's been as long, and it's there. So, guys, today I'm going to end it. I have no idea what she's talking about. And she's... mommy, say goodbye. All right, bye. Bye. Wait, no. <laughs> let's go right now. No, I can't let you go. Oh, she's trying to get us to go away. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 I'm running. Hey, hey, hey. What did we talk about? What did we talk about? 
Yeah. We talked about having our listening ears on being our best behavior, right? Yeah, but my teacher only does that. Your teacher only does that. Well, I am your mom. Oh. Whoa. The teacher just kind of pulled pulled rank on you. Yeah. So, so anyways, back to our story. Yeah, so then all of a sudden, like, wrestling picked it up. And um, I know Fightful Select had... You can have that. Um, Fightful Select posted it on Select. (laughs) Yeah. Because I just straight up told Sean, I I messaged Sean, be careful with that. She's got makeup, so. Um, Anyway, so I told Sean, I was like, yo, they're actually using my old Thunderdome footage, like, for sure using it. And so he reported on Fightful Select, and then this morning, Web is Jericho, you know, posted it on Facebook, which, you know, it's just the, the plethora of internet sources, you know? Yes. I swear to God, if you go onto, like, a WWE's Facebook page... Like, half the people in the comments think it's real. Think that wrestling's real? <coughs> yeah, I swear oh, to God. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And I'm not going to ruin it for him, you know. So, yeah, so it just, like, kind of blew up. And... Wait, wait, hold on a second. Wait. Hold on, I just want to make sure I got that right. You don't want to... Wait, so how... So they, they, they saw the picture of you on both shows and then was like... Like, wait, wrestling isn't real? Is that what you were saying? No, no, no. I was just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. It's funny. oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that would be hilarious. I, I think I told you the story once. But the guy that I knew that was that, like, I knew him through someone else, and he became a pro wrestling referee. Did I ever tell you the yes. story? And like, yes. and he and didn't he know. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know it was fake until he was in the ring, like, like learning how to ref a match, and was like, "Wait a second, I'm supposed to be telling these guys like how much time's left and like what's left." And like, and I was like, wait, this guy actually think he was gonna be going in there and being like, 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 one, two, th- rope break, like, like actually like, like separating the wrestlers and like getting like having to be real close on that like late oh near fall, you know? Like I was like, oh my god, and the guy was like twenty when this happened. So I so I totally believe that. Uh, yeah, I I see what you're saying. I get you. I totally get your point. Totally get it. Yes, we got a super chat from Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Oh, I'll read it. It says, uh, Super Chat from Dylan. Thank you so much, Dylan. We super duper appreciate it. You forgot to say thank you. You want to say thank you to Dylan? Well, yeah, because I got my my legs up because my feet hurt. I'm going to be careful. Are you on your couch or something? You have, it's like your, no, no. I, she's climbing up. She's super tall. Yeah, really? Say thank you. Thank you. Today we gotta okay, now, uh, we gotta read it. it. Says, have you guys seen my YouTube videos recently? I'm gonna do a no, review. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yes, of Scarlet has not watched the video. No, Scarlet has not. I'm gonna do a review of both NXT and NXT UK right after dinner. Well, eating your cupcakes. <laughs> your cupcakes. I have your seen head, your YouTube I'm... channel. I have. Um, I haven't obviously haven't seen your review of NXT and NXT UK. But, um, yeah, go out and check out Dylan's channel, you guys. Yeah, I have not seen your reviews yet. I did see you direct message me. I haven't, like, I just saw that in my list of direct messages you were in there. And I, uh, I have not watched it yet, but I do plan to. You've been supporting the hell out of the show. I do want to check out your show as well. I just haven't had the time yet. I, I, uh, the last couple days I spent editing another video for all things MMA. And those take a a lot of my time. On top of the 12 wrestling shows I watched this weekend, so... But I will get to it, Dylan. I appreciate it. Why did the socks cross the road? Why did the what cross the what? The socks. The socks? No, the socks. The frogs? No, the socks. 
what? The shark. The shark. The shark? The shark? No, the shark. The rock? The shark crossed the road. Why? Because it wanted to get to the other side of the pooper. Ew. <laughs> hey, why did the unicorn cross the road? Why? Why? Because I'm telling you. Oh, she's telling you. He said why. Why? Because the unicorn wanted to get to the other side of the blue butt. The, b <laughs> the, blue, the blue butt? The blue butt, yes. The blue butt. The blue butt? Yeah. Ha ha ha. That, you know, that was really funny. <laughs> that, was, that was terrific. That was okay, great. I got this one again. Why did Throwback? The <laughs> Throwback. The it's all good. What? Why did the paint the painter? Why did the paint paint the painter? So why did the paint eat it? Why? Because it wanted to poop it out. Ew. Oh yeah, that's pretty gross. That's okay. gross. Your All turn. right. All right. That's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. Yeah. Well, that's enough. How about we take a break from jokes, and then in a little bit, I'll call you back in here, and we can do more jokes. How about that? Okay. Why did the unicorn eat the poop? Honey. <laughs> All right, it's time. It's time. Come on. No, it's not. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's never time. It's never time. But hey, stop it. Can you be? You can just sit here. If you can sit here and be quiet, you can stay. Throwback. You're still a fairly early man. We still we still haven't even gotten into the reviews of anything yet. So. Yeah, we were just talking about the uh, me being in the Thunderdome. Goodbye, I'll miss thing, you. And how people are like. People, you know, people, some people thought they were, like, using, like, a digital clone no, no, of me or I something. Need that story. Oh, that's, like, that's nuts. <laughs> no, digital clone? No, I can't see it. Yeah, or, like, they were, like, using my digital likeness, and they have, like, uh, rights to my name. I'm like, no, it's just the footage that they had. I mean, it's kind of scary that they're, like, um, that they're, like, recording you. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, I, I hope you guys are doing I kind of expected that though. Like, yeah, which is probably why they have banned like IPs because they probably go back and like watch it and make sure people aren't doing naughty stuff. And um, and what else? Oh yeah, so like just during the commercial breaks, make sure you aren't doing stuff or saying bad things. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good uh, word of advice because like don't don't talk. You know what about WWE? I I, I sat there during the commercial breaks and I was like. Y'all, if you tell me what to do, I will do it. I was like, <laughs> I will show your product. I was like, I will come back. I, I did. I was like, just having fun with it. I can just imagine. Yeah. I can just imagine some guy like he's watching the show, like like how I am right now, but like pantsless and like Raw's oh, on, yeah. and it's like a commercial break, and he just like stands up to like go get a beer or something, and like ends up just dong into the screen. I imagine that's probably happening also. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Greg Cherry, I saw you're in here, too. If you're still here, welcome back, man. And, of course, yes, we are live. I know you're making the Rick Reed joke. Check out Greg Cherry's channel as well. He's putting a lot of content out there. Um. So, you uh, you want to do some... Uh, whoa. What's happening there? Sorry, I was trying to get Scarlett to get down. She's been quite a diva today. The past week. So, but she's down there. She's playing with old makeup, so. Fine. Um, yeah, we can get into, uh, what do we want to get into first? Let's do, uh, 
I'll let you choose. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I mean, I'm definitely way more interested in the AEW stuff than the WWE stuff. Um, but there's a lot we can talk about because, like, the draft and also. Really up to you. Um, let's just go into the draft kind of first, just because it's kind of like a general thing. Cool. And I, it's really more of a, like, what we thought of it in general. Not like let's go down pick by pick and say what we think. And, yeah. So I've got like the pick like, by pick here, and then I've also got uh like what the rosters I think should look like. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I will say. So I listened to Sean Rossap and Jimmy Van talking about the draft. And I agree with a lot of what they were saying. So if you listen to that podcast, there'll probably be a lot of repeating here. But, like, a lot of it just didn't make sense to me. Like, no. the, like especially that New Day thing. I know Sean's, like, won't shut up about it. But it's, it's like, he has every right in the world to be, like, pissed off about it. Like, I, it's it's so weird that you wouldn't you wouldn't take all three of them. And then if you didn't want Big E, you would trade Big E to SmackDown. Like, you wouldn't just, just give up an asset for no reason like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Retribution was drafted before, like, the United States champion or the Intercontinental champion, and the fact that Retribution was drafted, like... Oh, yeah. I heard a story that kind of ties in. It was a while back that Jericho did with, I think it was, uh... It was one of those YouTube channels, uh, like, Talk Wrestling, or... Not Talk Wrestling, um... That was Jeff Meacham's thing, uh... I can't remember. They were out in the UK, I think. Wrestle Talk, maybe that's it. Uh, and yes. he was doing like a like a thing on stage, and <clears throat> and basically he was telling this whole story. It was this long story about how he wrestled Fandango at WrestleMania and all this stuff about it. And he was saying that that WrestleMania, he was pitching to Vincent Man like, you know, if he was said initially he was supposed to wrestle Ryback, and then Ryback wound up wrestling Mark Henry, so he was trying to figure out who was going to wrestle at WrestleMania. And he was thinking, well, Wade Barrett's the Intercontinental Champion. Maybe since I have the most Intercontinental title reigns, it'll be me going for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. Maybe that's what Vince has for me. And when he talked to Vince about it, he told he tells a story about how he's telling Vince, like, hey, Vince, like, you want me to wrestle Fandango in his first match? Like, what the hell? Like, how about me versus Wade Barrett, Intercontinental title, for, like, the 10th time I can win it, blah, blah, blah. And Vince was like, who the fuck cares about the Intercontinental title? <laughs> So, so even yeah, even really. even Vince McMahon himself admits that nobody gives a fuck about the Intercontinental title. So it wasn't surprising to see Sami Zayn go so late in the draft. Um, but like, it is fucked up. Like, I mean, their Intercontinental title should mean a lot more than that. But to the WWE, it just doesn't. So, um, so yeah, you had that. You're good. Um, Titus O'Neil getting drafted at all is hilarious to me. Uh, I think I heard Sean talking about how. Since the last draft, the only time Titus O'Neil has had matches on, oh, no, he's he had, had draft. Yeah, I know. Oh, I just said that. What are, what are you talking about? Obviously, he didn't get drafted. No, I said yeah. He got like the fact that he got drafted is hilarious oh. to me. In the and he and since he got drafted last year, because he got drafted the last time also, he's only had two matches on Raw since the last draft. Like, why would you draft this guy? It makes no sense. Why would um, you waste a draft pick on him? Yeah. Like, now, why so- would you do that on, like, Russell, or talk, uh, Raw Talk or Talking Smack? Like, why would you yeah. waste it on, like, a show? And this stuff, too. Like, this is nothing against women's wrestling in general. Like, I do not want to sound sexist, but this makes no sense to me. Like, how do you take Naomi and Bianca Belair? I mean, Bianca Belair, I can tell they're trying to do something with. 
but like Naomi in particular, like she hasn't been doing anything. And yeah, but still, even before that, like it, she hasn't done anything since like WrestleMania 33 when she won that royal that that women's battle royal or whatever. But my point is like Naomi over like the New Day, like what, like right. are you, like. I mean, over Ricochet, I know they haven't done much with Ricochet, but still, it's like, Jey Uso, who's wrestling for the World Championship at Hell in a Cell, got picked after Naomi? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. The Hurt Business getting picked, that makes a ton of sense to me. Um, yes. But, but once again, they took the whole Hurt Business, and they only took two members of the three out of New Day. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And, like, for SmackDown, if I'm in the SmackDown war room with Cletus, the robot, and company, which they didn't show, which made me so mad, because that was so funny last year, when they had all those, like, cameras in the war rooms. I thought that was more drafty, you know what I mean? It was cheesy, though. It was. It was cheesy, but it was, like, I thought it was funny. I liked it. They're like, yeah, we got AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Tap it no, up. I liked yeah. when they cheered for like getting Natalia. Like it was like a number one. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Like, right. oh gosh, that was so funny. Sure. Or okay. like when, when a uh, raw would get someone and, you know, Cletus the robot would be all sad in the corner. Like, meep, meep. Oh, right. It was so funny. <laughs> but. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but if you were, it said, if you were in that war room and you're going, I'm, I'm SmackDown GM, Adam Pierce, who does both apparently. And I'm picking Seth Rollins as my, like, basically my, other than Roman Reigns, my first pick. Other than your champion, which totally makes sense. I'm also going to draft Dominic and Rey Mysterio because they seem to get along just great. And they're just going to provide so much of a locker room environment that's just going to be so beneficial. Like, why? Like, that was the most disappointing thing because I was so excited for Seth Rollins <laughs> to finally switch brands. I am so tired of seeing him on Monday nights. He is – I was like, this is going to be the fresh start that he needs. I was like, Monday Night Messiah no more. You know, clearance that ugly sweater that they have that says Monday Night Messiah, the Christmas sweater that they just put on sale. I was like, yes, finally Seth Rollins is going to have, like, something else to do. And then what do they do? They draft Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I'm like, not oh, that I don't. Oh, and by the way, Ann Murphy. And Buddy Murphy. It's like, ooh. So it's just going to be the same things on Friday. I'm like, no. The draft is supposed to be like a hard reset, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of stoked for it because, like, I don't watch SmackDown. So, like, <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, now I don't have to even watch all that anymore, which is great. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just where I'm at with that, I guess. Like, even at the top. Like, the top, this makes sense, right? Like, I mean, Drew McIntyre, that's understandable. But I will say, if it's me, I'm going Roman Reigns 10 out of 10 times. First first oh, overall yeah. pick. Like, if I had my choice between Roman and, and Drew, like, I'm going Roman all day. Especially because, like, you know that, I mean, st- hypothetically speaking, the like, our, you know he's going to wrestle The Rock at some point, right? Like, we know that's got to happen. But, like, I guess in storyline, we don't know that yet, I guess. So, like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But I just kind of figure, like, you draft Roman Reigns, you're kind of inherently drafting a gigantic Roman Reigns versus Rock match sometime in the near future. So, like, that's so humongous. Um, that's the one thing that I hate about the fact that I don't watch SmackDown, is that I do really like what Roman Reigns is doing a lot. So, oh god, yeah, great. Um, so I have been watching his the clips of when he's been on SmackDown. So I am keeping up with, with what he's doing. Um, but uh, but yeah. Oh, oh, and the other thing that you pointed out, Jesse, was Retribution, 
which I listened to Alvarez talking about this on like their review of the draft, and he he put it better than I could. He basically said like poor t-bar has to get on twitter every week and like oh. have to explain to everybody the reasoning behind these things because the WWE has has no way of explaining like mustafa right? like mustafa ali is hyped up to do this big speech about leading retribution and then just doesn't appear on the show and then they right? and, then, and then, then they draft the whole the whole group that's trying to destroy their that. company. <laughs> the, 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 I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Yeah. Because it's like, they have Ali this huge reveal as the leader of Retribution. And he, yeah. where's he at? He's sitting at home waiting to be drafted. Oh, and speaking of, where, speaking of where's he at, where the fuck is Raw Underground? It's Raw Underground, dude. Oh my God, where is it? It's gone. Where is Shane McMahon? Is with he okay? N- with no explanation. Just, just this thing we've been doing for like a few months now. It's just. Well, didn't they draft some um, raw underground people? They drafted Dabakato. Yeah. Um They drafted the motherfucking goat, fucking Riddick Moss, my boy. They did. Um, they they did? Dra- yeah, they and they. Dra- uh, I think Raw did also, and I think Raw also drafted um, Arturo Huras from there too. Okay. But, but, but. Is it okay though? Because now are they just a part of Raw, and now are they like just doing that now? Because like I don't know if I necessarily want to see Riddick Moss just like wrestling fucking r Truth or whatever. Like I like I right. want to like he was he was getting over in the underground. Like what he was mm-hmm. doing was working. Now I think the whole concept of Raw Underground should ultimately be to do what they're doing, like to to make them into full time like roster members that have a lot of more credibility. Where like. Riddick Moss is fighting you, and you know he's crazy, and, like, he might knock you out with a punch because you've seen him do it on Raw Underground. Like, but it hasn't been going on long enough to do that. Like, I feel like Raw Underground kind of just started, and it was kind of getting good. Like, not, like, ironically good. It was, like, kind of actually getting kind of good. And... It's been three weeks. We are past quarantine. Like, but, it, and here's the, and I get maybe they delayed it because of the draft. Wait, hold on. They delayed but... Raw Underground because of that? That's what I'm assuming. Like, it's been kind of speculated that that's the reasoning behind why Raw Underground was delayed because of positive tests. Because they were just super short staffed because they had that big outbreak not too long ago. But why would that be any? Why would that be any more dangerous than just being on Raw? I don't know. I don't know. But like, here's the thing. Like, they could have made this make a lot of sense had they said. You know, we're having we have a draft coming up. I don't know when they announced it, but they could be like, we have a draft coming up, and we've got all these guys who feel lost in the shuffle. We have a lot of guys who feel like they could fight their way to the top, fight your way to the main roster. Like they could have used Raw Underground as like you can fight your way and show through hard gray. You could have Shane McMahon hype that up and say, you know, this is your time. This is your time to show me what you got. Show yeah. me what you've got in the underground, dude. We're going to do this underground style. We're going to do this a different way because I'm Shane McMahon and I have a lot of sneakers. Like, Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, because I'm Shane McMahon. I'm cool. Shane O'Mac. Shane McMahon. That's like, sick, bro. That's sick. That's sick, bro. I miss that. I love Shane McMahon in, like, the worst way possible. What they should have done and they didn't is they should have had – or. or uh, they should have had Dabakato knock out Braun Strowman in the underground because that doesn't really Ooh. count because that because that doesn't really count for anything like for real like you know what I mean it's different than yeah. like being on Raw or SmackDown because with them bringing him to Raw now we just saw him got his ass beat by Rome, by Strowman 
And it's like all the credibility. I mean, like it's still Strowman, obviously. Like everyone else, he still probably destroys. But they should have Shane McMahon just being Davicato's manager, like like a fight promoter. Like I don't know why they don't just do that. Like it's like that's all right there for him. And maybe they will do that. But I think Shane McMahon is as his uh, manager would be really great. I would love it. I'm down with that. Maybe that's what they'll do since um, they just kind of. The raw underground is closed. They shut it down. The the man, the man got to it. They the man go got to something. it. The man got to it after the first week, though. After they took the the dancing chicks out of there. You know what happened? Like, where'd they go? Are they okay? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That's a fair question to ask. What happened to them? For real? I mean, because the last we saw, they were like fighting each other, and then we always kind of forgot about that. Um. Oh my god, that's wild. Yeah, what what the heck? I don't know. So that's kind of like my thoughts. Also, breaking up Otis and Tucker after they did that whole I'm a lawyer thing. Like, that really sucks. So you're gonna have to explain that a little bit to me. The I'm a, lo- the I'm a lawyer oh, thing. Oh, well, I'm, I'm... Well, so Otis has to go to court. <laughs> Why? Because Money in the Bank briefcase. Was it stolen? Reason. I saw Miz and Morrison like try to get it from him or something. Maybe they did. I don't even remember. I just remember there was like a Money in the Bank lunchbox in the background. Of the yeah. Shot. Now let me just ask real quick: is this is this a story worth telling? <laughs> because um, I don't know if this it's is worth even... telling. If you okay. want to know why their split was so weird. Yeah, yeah, I do because I know they took Mandy because I know they took Mandy Rose from Otis like before that, which was weird, right? Like she moved to yeah. Raw. So, okay, yeah, go ahead. But now, but isn't Otis on Raw now? Or is Otis yeah. on SmackDown? I think Otis moved to Raw, didn't he? Because um, if they didn't break up, my thumbnail makes no sense. Uh, What day would this have happened? I guess on Duh. SmackDown. Uh, Tucker, that looks like a Raw on that side. Otis, yeah, it's SmackDown. SmackDown. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they did. So, thank God. So, so Otis probably... chose to choose just Otis and not Tucker. That's what SmackDown did. Yeah. Instead of taking so, them basically, what happens to their backstage and, and Otis is like he gets served. He's they're in the locker room and like I think it was like a woman came in, which is weird. It was like congratulations, you've been served. And so they're taking him to court and Tucker's like, don't worry, they can't do this. It's illegal. I know the law or something like that. And he's like, thank you, Tucker. Thank you, Tucker. And then like they just kind of closed it at that and it's like uh, until next time, you know. And now. Poor Otis is left to defend for himself without his lawyer, Tucker, without Tucker, and I don't know what's going to happen. And I hope Otis doesn't, if they take that money in the main briefcase off of Otis, I will be so mad. It wouldn't make any, done nothing any sense. Like that. Yeah. They've done nothing else, sorry. It's <clears throat> true. Well, I think part of that probably has to do with the no fans thing, because, like, that's kind of a lame, like, you know, like, I very fan oriented uh gimmick yeah like I, I feel the same about the royal rumble this year it's like if they do the royal oh. rumble with no fans like that's not the same like well they might as well just do it in florida we can have seems full capacity true and and you know i'm i'm not gonna say like my full views on like whether or not i think that should happen or not but what i'll say is if it's open and people want to go and they want to attend it would be great to see fans in the crowd for those kind of shows like it really would that's an important um, you have to have people in the crowd for the royal rumble yeah, otherwise it's like, I don't know if it's even worth, like I hate saying because the Royal Rumble is one of my favorite matches of the entire year, every year. Me too, year. it's I mean, my favorite pay-per-view. I look forward to that. Yeah, 
but it's just but i would even say like delay it unless unless you can get fans in there it's just it's just too there's some like i don't mind a lot of this stuff without fans but like that's one of those where like the countdown the people running out the entrances the the surprises and all that stuff it's like it kills all of it without any reaction so i mean they can pipe in the noise and all but like we know it isn't real like you know so i don't know this is kind of my two cents on it but let me see what uh let me see what they're saying in the chat here okay, sorry can you hear me can you hear me yeah i can hear you, can you hear me? okay good sorry i was like running um, I was just checking on Scarlet because she like disappeared. Well, she didn't disappear, but she <laughs> was being quiet, and I was very suspicious. So, gotcha. But um, yeah. So, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about uh, WWE wise before we move to? Um, I don't know if anyone has a super chat of anything they want to talk about about the draft. Please, um, do that. I'm more than open to talk about things. I'm quite forgetful these days, so that would be helpful. And just for what it's worth, like, even though I don't watch SmackDown and I don't really like the WWE product right now, there are things about the shows that I do like. Like, there are still things, like, I love the Hurt Business, for instance. Like, there's, there, you know, there are things about some of the shows where, like, if you were to ask, like, I'm not going to just, like, shit all over the WWE. It's just, there's a lot of it that I I do think is really bad, but there's still some good in there, for sure. Like I said, the Roman thing is great. Yeah, oh my god, that's great. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else is great. Uh, we love the Hurt Business. I yeah. think Asuka's amazing. Um, AJ Styles made me laugh. I wish they'd put Abyss back with AJ Styles on TV. I thought that worked really well when they did oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what happened to that? That's probably because of the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning was. Maybe but, isn't possible. Yeah, but, it, they did extend the Amway contract, by the way, to <clears> for a whole other month. That's smart. So they'll be at AMP, which is so smart because just with, especially with all of these people getting the big thing, you know, randomly, like Nick Saban, mm. I, mean, Mike, I mean, he's not a wrestler. It would be really funny if he was, but still like it's, it's, it seems to be like such like a crapshoot now, like it's gotten smarter or something to where like, no matter what protective measures you take, you just, you never know. So it's just smart. Yeah. It's interesting. That's really interesting putting it like that because that is true. It's one of those things where, like, I still think we don't know a lot about kind of how it works, but I also don't know, like, how dangerous it actually is. Like, I just don't. Like, I don't think any of us, like, really do, like, for sure. That's what's scary. (laughs) Like, I've been staying basically quarantined this entire time because I work from home anyway. So, like, I, I haven't had to, like, be around large groups of people very often and stuff like that. So, like, I've, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, it kind of works out either way for me. But, like, man, like, I don't know. I feel like you can also take every precaution in the world to go out there and you can still get it. But also, yeah. so many people are beating it so easily, too. So that, like, I mean, it's definitely affecting a lot of people negatively, for sure. But then there's a lot of people I know that, like, they get it. Nothing really happens. They don't really have any symptoms. It's gone. And and that's that. It's like, it's, it's just why. And then some people, like, you, you die. It's, it's just crazy. To me. Yeah, it's so scary. <laughs> Um, like, I, you don't want to take a risk no matter what. Um, well, sorry, there's a delay audio and video for Jesse. Uh, that's probably just... the OBS player. Uh, yeah, it's 
when we're especially when we're running um to try to show like the other stuff on the screen and have all this other stuff i think yeah. the uh the pc i use just has a hard time keeping up with her skype call we're trying our best <laughs> yeah as, as thank as you as... for letting us know for real yeah. we really appreciate that yeah 100 percent um and sometimes it, it does this doesn't happen um and i just don't know i've actually reached out to some people to try to get help fixing certain stuff like that and really the main, main answer i get is like i'd have to get like an entire new pc that's like just like faster <laughs> just throw the whole computer out well but the thing is too it's like part of why it runs the way it does is because i mean i video edit full time so like yeah, i mean there's these gigantic got... files and i and i have a four terabyte external hard drive Dude. hooked up to this so like um it's i'm doing the best i can with it um so hope hope it's still all right for y'all yes um, well oh and i'm gonna give a quick shout out if anyone has any last minute anything about wb let us know um shout out to this team here so they're currently known as violence is forever they are dominic green and kevin Koo. their first tag team their first initial name was SADCOM. And I just wanted to show this off because these guys went out there over the weekend. They retained the Southern Underground Pro tag team titles. And then they won the Black Label Pro tag team titles in the same weekend. They are yeah. covered in gold. And both of them are signed to MLW. So I am wow. really excited. Greeny's been there for a while. Q's on his way there. Um, they've already been doing some vignettes and stuff like that. So, uh, and that's not like breaking news or anything. People knew that, but it's something where like, I'm, I've been a supporter since the, since the name changed. So like, I am super happy to see, uh, that's my favorite thing about weekends. Like this past weekend is like, it's bittersweet when someone gets signed because you're like, um, it depends on where they get signed though. Like if they get signed to WWE, <laughs> if they get signed to WWE, I'm usually like, oh no. Um, like I heard Dragon Lee's heading to WWE and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, like you've seen Lucha House Party. Like, like, why would you do this? Um, uh, they're just gonna do that to you. Um, try StreamYard; it's awesome. I, I like StreamYard too. There's just not as much you can do with it. Um, but I use StreamYard for my Fightful post shows uh, usually because it's much easier to use, um, less issues and less uh, less echo problems and whatnot. So, I'm with you, Throwback. Though it, it, it's a it's a really easy program to use and it works really well. Um, but uh, but anyway, as far as uh, the weekend and stuff like seeing people get signed like if they get signed to AEW I'm always pumped I'm like oh sweet like yeah. they're gonna know what to do um like I heard Vance Warner's heading to AEW potentially and I'm like Ooh. that I've been talking to if you've been listening to the weekend or the last two years I've been doing the yeah. show I talk about him every you weekend hype people up and then like um uh, Kyle O'Reilly man you you always hype the right people up you know it you know what you're talking about I mean and I think people are gonna hate hearing this it goes the other way too it goes the other way too I know I know when someone isn't as good as what people think. And I'm seeing it happen right now on AEW. There's a certain somebody playing a lot of video games on the screen, not looking any better than he did in the WWE. I'm uh... saying, I'm saying, I was talking about it beforehand. I think Miro is a great guy. I think his Twitch streams are fun, but I think there's also a reason the WWE never gave him that super push because I think his stuff in AEW so far has been bad. So that's just my honest opinion. Well, and even now, it's like he comes out, they're fighting over a video game cabinet, and, like, you can't even understand the promo that he cuts afterwards. And you're just like, okay, I don't know what just happened there. Um, uh, so, and he's with Kip Sabian. Who who cares? Like, who cares oh, about that? Well, they're both Twitch streamers. That's I, I, I get that. But, like, so and so is AJ Styles. So is fucking Yeah, but they can't so talk many about that on WWE because... True. They... True. I guess if they're going to use that as, like, a... 
they're like rubbing it in our faces like we let them do this and y'all don't i mean yeah i guess that's kind of what, what it is but i don't know i'm sorry y'all i i know there's a lot of miro fans out there and like i want to see him succeed i've been saying the same thing so i've been saying this about miro i've been i said i didn't think aw should sign miro i talked about that a lot i thought he shouldn't have got signed but i do want to see them sign someone like joe henning who was in the same kind of boat joe henning is curtis axel they did nothing with and i'm like okay i want to see him get a chance in aew and guess what if he goes over there and it's bad then wwe probably made the right call and we were all complaining for no reason like i think the wwe as as much as i think they're disconnected there's still a lot of people that recognize talent there and it's one of those things where sometimes people get cut from the wwe and then they don't rebound elsewhere and you kind of see like maybe maybe yeah and i'm never one to be like (coughs) i want people out of a job but I think people understand what I'm saying. It's like, there's a lot of people that like we get really hyped on and get behind. And then like we shit all over the WWE for not pushing them. And then when they leave and try to do something else, you they kind of fall flat and you're like, oh, well, I, maybe I shouldn't have complained so much about that. Yeah. Um, you know, we're yeah. kind of seeing it with Zack Ryder. He's like my favorite. I love Zack Ryder. Like that dude's YouTube channel is the best. Like him and Hawkins <laughs> are my, they're my dudes. I am a major mark. But him and AEW didn't really do much. And I, from what I understand, he's not even under contract right now. No, he's not under contract anymore. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's kind of like the thing with AEW right now is, is there, unfortunately, like with this like quick paced competitive wrestling industry right now, which is great for the wrestlers, it, it, you're, you, they're quick, companies are very quick to sign people and just throw them in without much of a plan. And... And no fans. That also is something. That's 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 so true. And I feel like that's kind of like a bind right now. Is like while understandably they want to sign these people right away and get them on TV right away so they can talk about it. And you know, because you know it's hard to in the age of social media to not talk about what's going on. It's hard to keep that kind of stuff under wraps. It's it does put like AEW in a pickle because it's like oh well what should we do or like impact in a pickle like oh yeah i i think with this it's true i i I think that's worked both ways though too because like maybe even to my point even more honestly because like think about you know matt hardy debuted with no fans and he fell flat in AEW. in my opinion he's fallen flat in AEW. um he got but even before that like it he wasn't really doing much um he was losing big matches uh, you could tell they were trying to get Sam. I mean, he's still his stuff with Sammy Guevara has been good, aside from like the injury. Um, so, yeah. and and the no fans thing kind of kills the whole gimmick uh, for him, like the whole delete delete. So like he got kind of screwed there. So I'll I'll give that a pass. But then you look at like Brody Lee, who debuted on the same night, who in my opinion is killing it. Like he's looking way better than he ever did in the WWE. So that's like the flip side of it working, where it's like fans or no fans, Brody Lee got over in my opinion. So. Yeah. So today. Um, that's true. That's a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. Today we're gonna make... I think. Hey, I'm I know. Today we're gonna make stupid. Come along, APL. My show's A B C A. Can you spell that? Can I spell A B C? He spelled A B C. He said A B C. No, she's got. She put makeup on her lips and her face. So if that's if you're wondering why she's discolored. Oh, I couldn't even tell. Probably because I'm wearing these sunglasses. Like the tints are off. I, oh, think, 
I I need to cut around the wall and then I'll canvas one. I oh. need to cut around each one and then I'll. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, like you said, it shows like Brody Lee debuted. I mean, you know, I think for Brody Lee it was probably good because there was never much of a fan reaction for him in WWE anyway. Yeah. So like for him to debut in front of no fans was kind of okay. That's but kind of for, an interesting point, yeah. You know, but for, you know, Miro or, like, Rusev, it was... Careful. It was you know, Rusev Day, you chanted. I mean, he was he debuted in front of some fans, but it wasn't, like, the monumental, like... It, it's very... I guess it's very difficult for a company beginning in its first year, literally its first year, to not be able to go by a gauge by what the crowd's doing. Because I feel like WWE... Or, uh, AEW is a company that really does want to listen to their audience, and I feel like listening to like the live audience is a great gauge of how storylines are going, what things are working, and what aren't, what isn't. I thought it's very difficult to I do that via social media because no one's gonna be happy with anything. Yeah, and true. So it's it's been. I mean, they have had more shows in quarantine than they've had outside of it. <clears throat> yeah, that's actually nuts to think about, but you, yeah, yeah, that's got that's got to be true. Yeah, I feel like that would have just ended any, literally any other promotion that had just started within months, well, less the, than a year old. And they're still polling like around a million viewers, like which yeah, is yeah, I'm looking nuts. for the ratings right now. Um, and when I say polling around, you know, like I getting what do they hover around like the six seven hundred thousand usually something around there eight hundred thousand yeah. on bigger weeks i think they've hit a million i think they hit a million when they, million they didn't do nxt were... on the same yeah yeah um which is fantastic i mean those are yeah. for for a show that just started this year and they're like you just said like haven't had fans and stuff around like and i want to <laughs> bring this up also because we're gonna talk about dynamite here anyways like i heard a lot of people complaining about this show like talking about how it didn't live up, live up to expectations and it just wasn't very good. And I'll say this, like I thought, I thought the show was, I thought it was good. Like I, I think people have to like, I talked about this with the double or nothing, same thing. If you're going into every single AEW, like big show that they have and expecting a 10 out of 10 show and they give you an eight or a seven out of 10, which I thought the show was, like that's still a damn good show on free television. Like if raw was doing that, but raws out there putting on like two out of tens and like, yeah. and this isn't like an AEW versus WWE thing, but like just to co- make the comparison, like if they were doing that on Monday nights, what we saw last night on Monday nights, people would be stoked on it. So like, right? so I say it's the best show ever. Yeah. There were things about this show. I didn't like, there were a few things we're going to talk about it, but overall I thought it was a good show. Abysmal. Yeah, women's match and the the opening tag match there was a lot of weird shit, but yeah, but there was also a lot of good stuff here too, in my opinion. So, um, and yeah. I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch NXT yet, and I'm not saying like yeah. AEW versus NXT or anything like that. Um, what I am saying though is like NXT has been putting on damn good shows too. So this is too yes yeah. So this isn't me exclusively being like AEW is the only mainstream. Like no, NXT has been putting on good stuff too, like a hundred percent. Love NXT. So, yeah, especially because they're pushing Kyle now. I know he's hurt, but, like, the fact that they're actually pushing him, I'm so happy with. Yeah. 
and Finn. Hopefully, he doesn't have to vacate the belt. They got Halloween Havoc coming up in two weeks, which is awesome. That's going to be so fun. I'm so excited for that. Me too. I'm so hyped. I hope they sponsor uh, – I hope Slim Jim sponsors them. They need to. Slim yes, Jim or Snickers. They do. I think those were like the the original with Snickers and Slim Jim. If they can get like an old – if they can get like – I'm sure they have, you know, Macho Man's likeness to a degree because I know they make his action figures and stuff still. They should use the old Slim Jim commercials of him and Halloween Cavicter in that. I would mark out oh, so hard. I'm sure WWE <laughs> have rights to those. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Maybe the relationship with Slim does. Jim is. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, either way. Oh my god, a Slim Jim sounds so good. Yeah, it does. I haven't had one of those in forever. God, if you just like... There... It's gross. Never mind. <laughs> snap into a Slim but, yeah. Jim. Mm. Oh, yeah. Alright, so. NXT. NXT. What am I talking about? AEW. AEW. <laughs> um, I mentioned it just a second ago. We had um, FTR retaining their tag team titles over the best friends in a match that I saw a lot of people didn't really enjoy too much. There was a lot of weird stuff, and the finish was kind of weird, too, with, like, the referee, like, ducking out of the way. Um, I Yeah. I, I tweeted this after the match. I do like, though, that FTR is unpredictable with their finishes because, like, they they don't always just, like, win with their move. Like, they are they do some sort of tag team thing or, like, I mean, you hit, the, hit you with the belt or, like, use a different move now and then. It isn't just strictly them using their finishers to get wins, which I think is always a good thing. Uh, that way, every yeah. time you pin someone, it's like, this could be the end of the match. They're you know, hard to scout. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think FTR retaining the titles is a no-brainer, and I love yeah. I love the best friends. It's just, this match just wasn't great, and, and the other stuff in it made it even worse. The Them going through the... Uh, the video game cabinet with Sabian and Miro coming out and all that stuff. I think it, because it looks like they're trying to do Miro and Sabian versus the best friends next, which might be good. It might, but if it's based off of destroying a video game cabinet, like, like kind of lame. Yeah. I feel like this whole Scarlet, can you please get out of the drawers, please? Hey, can you please close those, please? Hey, over here yeah i just i don't i get that it was a good way to debut him and like you said and we both talked about like the twitch hey no 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 nope nope i can give you a little bit of it but i feel like i don't know where they're going with i feel like they just need to get it over with quickly i feel like miro kip saving is doing nothing for miro this whole unless like they're holding out for like lana to somehow join AEW, oh no 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 don't yeah don't even get you know? that energy out into the world please <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know hey, hey, hey. that's the last thing in the world i need to see i'm sorry no offense to lana but like the most entertaining thing about lana and me is watching her get put through the announce table every week <coughs> yeah <clears throat> mm. But I don't know. I don't know what is going on with this. I feel like maybe it'll be like a dark match, like AW Dark. I don't know. No, there's no way. <laughs> that would be such a slap in the face, all four of them. I I mean, it'll be good comedy wrestling, I guess. I, I mean, I think it'll be... I mean, it. here's the thing. I think Chuck Taylor and Trent are like Chuck super... Taylor, yeah, they're, they're super they're talented. talented. Super talented. Yeah. Um, not Trent, Miro and Kip Sabian aren't, but... One comparison, I'll say that. I think that Best Friends is much better than those two. 
Um, yeah. But, and, and I mean, Trent, especially, like, Trent Beretta, like, could be the world champion of the company. Like, the guy has the look, he has the ring skills, like, everything. Like, and, and Chuck is just a little, he's a little more comedy, but uh, still very, very good. But, uh... Yeah. <coughs> okay. Yeah. I Like, this match was, eh. I forgot that I they even that they even did the Kip Sabian and uh, Miro versus Sean Maluda Lee Johnson match. Comple- completely forgot that even happened. Oh yeah, that was just a squash. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of what you expect, though. I mean, Sean Maluda was in NXT for a while. Lee Johnson is one of those guys that I've I've watched him wrestle in uh, Georgia and Tennessee uh, quite a bit. Uh, he's really talented, but he's still like super young. So him taking these squash losses isn't a big deal yet. He's the same guy that um, was MJF's uh, like bitch boy or whatever in his uh, in his cabinet. He was always like picking on Lee, like pushing him around and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I said, Lee Johnson's actually really, really talented. He'll, his his time will come. It's just gonna be a minute. Yeah. Um, Archer's beating the shit out of Moxley. That was good stuff leading into the main that event. That was good stuff. And uh, speaking of, so like, what did you think about the MJF announcement? Like, he is trying to join the inner circle, but like, he has such he he has such an ego that like he didn't want to actually say it, which I thought was funny. Him yeah. him talking to himself was funny. What did you think about that all of it? That was great. I well, for one, I think MJF is a fantastic like actor. Like on the mic, I think he's very very skilled. He sells it really well. He's very talented. He makes it funnier. And it's it's very much he's very much just like a theater kid, but in like the best way possible. Like he's like the really good theater kid, like the one you're like you're in high school and you watch him at the play. You're like that guy's gonna make it. By the way, like, that was by the way that was Cody in our high school. Really? He did theater and wrestling. Like he was preparing. Really? He was preparing for this for a very long time. That's amazing. I yeah. didn't know that. Yep. That's very MJF too. So hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean it works. So I I thought it was really fun. Obviously this was like as soon as I was finding out that I was on NXT. So I was kind of like trying to get all that cooperated. What do you need? I like. Not right now. Maybe in a little bit, okay? I know. And I think that's the thing that uh, is like I think is for you. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do that afterwards, okay? But I thought this was really like this was there was so much tension in the air when this was going on. Like you could tell Jericho was getting progressively more and more like angry. And, like, cut to the chase kind of thing. Yeah. Like, more and more threatened. Not threatened, but, like, kind of, like, annoyed and threatened at the same time. And I was, like, so scared that Jericho was either going to snap and just beat the crap out of MJF. Or something was going to happen, like, last week where they end up being buddy-buddy again. Yeah. And, like, the whole hair-touching thing, that was funny. It. The Sammy Guevara big jacket. Yes. Oh, but that was so funny. Yeah. What? Okay. And it was like, and then you could tell the inner circle was like threatened. Like, cause, uh, they stole the mic from him, which was like such a disrespectful thing. And then they're like being all threatening. And then they like start threatening each other and they go, we're going to do a steak dinner. And yeah. I was like, oh, so I cannot wait for that segment. I, I <laughs> here's the thing though. During this whole thing, MJF is talking. I thought he was saying challenge you instead of join. It sounded like challenge to me. 
Mm. So I thought he was going to challenge Jericho for some reason. <laughs> so when he said, join the inner circle, I was actually taken aback because I can't hear because my sinuses are clogged up. And so I thought he was saying challenge. But this should be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. What it's do you great, think? I think it's a great storyline. <clears throat> I thought it was funny. I, that... I have an idea where they're going to film this too, but I won't say. Mm. Yeah, because you know that area. Um, yeah, well, I, that's where I, I it's, it's probably going to be where I saw Jericho at. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, I really, really liked MJF. Like, he just couldn't say it. And he's out there like, all right, Max, you're, job. All right, Max, all right, Max, you're blowing it. You're blowing it out there. Just say it. Just say it. And he's like, he's like, like talking great. to himself out loud, trying to convince himself to just say it, you know? Um, I think it's pretty obvious where they're going with it eventually but it's to getting there is what's going to be fun so like i think it's i mean i actually was saying it during the orange jericho feud to the orange jericho feud during the orange cassidy and chris jericho feud after their second match i started seeing some hints of it i think that they're going to turn jericho face and i think that it's going to be a like a big jericho versus mjf like mjf like jericho is going to actually over time let his guard down. I think he's going to like boot Sammy Guevara out of the group and it's going to turn Sammy baby face. And I think that it's going to be this what whole if, thing. Hmm? Yeah, no, I was just thinking like, what if like this feud with Matt Hardy and Sammy ends up having Sammy align with Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy's like, I can teach you my ways or whatever. And so that way they get Sammy Guevara out of the picture. It's possible. They could do something like that. Um, yeah. I think that eventually what's going to happen is MJF's going to basically take over the inner circle and they're going to boot Jericho. And that's going to be um, the way of like ultimately establishing oh, oh. Jericho as a baby face. And MJF's going to have like this whole like clan of like heels like him and like Wardlow will still be there. And um, they might change the group a little bit here and there, but I think it'll ultimately end up with MJF running the whole thing and then winning the world title. But I think that makes sense. Yeah, and I, but I think that before we get there, what we're going to see is the progression of, like, Jericho actually, like, letting his whole guard down and, like, really trusting and becoming, like, really good friends with MJF over the next, like, handful of months. And when it finally gets to that point where, like, they are the best of friends is when MJF just, yeah. you know, kicks them right in the nuts and, like, the rest of the inner just circle like counts. Cody. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Which... And even though it's predictable, I think it's a really good story. And it just, like, and it just keeps establishing MJF as just this asshole heel, which is exactly what they need to do. So, um, this is completely untrustworthy. Now, there are a few other ways they can go with it, though, because, like, I do think that Wardlow is going to turn on MJF at some point also. Like, he's going to, like, have to go babyface on MJF soon, too. Um, yeah. not necessarily soon, but it's going to have to happen. Like they've planted seeds for it already with, with the way that MJF lost to Moxley and all that stuff. So there's, but here's the thing I always said about AEW, there's so many different ways they can go with all this stuff. Like, like obviously like we all called FTR versus young bucks when FTR signed, but like the way they're getting there is what I enjoy. Cause like all this other yeah. stuff is happening before they actually wrestle. And that stuff also involves storylines with Hangman and Omega, which they have their own thing, and the storylines mix into that, which just so much good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I love the storyline, and uh, 
I, I think the steak dinner, it's funny that we're watching two heterosexual men on a steak dinner date uh, next week. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, the next match we had Cody retaining the TNT championship over Orange Cassidy. It wound up being a time limit draw. So Cody retains the title, but neither man actually wins the match. Uh, Orange Cassidy hit the mouse trap pin right at the end with like one second left. Uh, didn't get the uh, didn't get the oh, win timeline up. What do you think about this one? Uh, and what do you think? This match was great. Yeah. What do you think about Cody retaining over Orange Cassidy there? And kind of Orange Cassidy's spot right now, like kind of like the losing way... a bunch of big matches, but beating Jericho, but losing a couple big matches since then. He didn't technically lose this match. It's, he ran it's out true. Of time. True. That's very he fair was gonna, point. That's he was a... gonna beat Cody. Super fair point. I I I don't know why I didn't. Yes, you're totally right about that. So I thought it was great. I even kind of was like, this is going to go to a draw, which it did, but it was time limit exceeded basically. So Cody retained and no, you do not. My daughter's really getting into stuff right now. So I'm like halfway distracted, (laughs) but it was, this was a really, really good match. This is one of the best TV matches that they've put on AEW Dynamite. I think I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think Orange Cassidy is incredibly talented. Obviously, Cody Rhodes is incredibly talented. Cody Rhodes didn't have to bleed. Did he bleed? Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know what noise that was. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, I don't think he did in this one. Last week he did definitely with that call, that dog collar match. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the thing with Orange Cassidy is, I'm a huge fan of his. I was when he was on the Indies. Um, even before, like, he became this big deal, I knew who he was. I, he used to do a lot of stuff with Chuck Taylor and Drew Gulak and those kind of guys. And I uh, I think that Orange Cassidy is best served as a special attraction. I saw Jonathan Snowden tweeting about it also last night. Like, I think he's right on the money. I think Orange Cassidy is an incredible worker. I think he's incredibly over. And I, I think he should be a regular part of the show, but he should wrestle very sparingly. Even though he's very good at wrestling, he shouldn't be, like, because what's going to wind up happening is his, his act's going to get old if he keeps doing it over and over and over again like this. And even though he's insanely talented at what he does, I think that it, after a while, people are going to lose interest in it if he, if he keeps doing it, like, week after week after week. Um, I, I don't know how much that you were able to hear, if any of it. I, can, I could hear all of it. I was just, I couldn't hear it because my yeah, name is Primo so gotcha. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah what do you think about that like I, I i think what? Orange Ca- what do you think about that like i think orange cassidy i think he's incredible big fan of his but i think he should wrestle way less often it should be more of a special attraction thing oh like, absolutely absolutely i completely agree i think you don't want to dilute the specialness of orange cassidy because his whole thing is he he doesn't like to try yes <laughs> And so he's having to try every week. Oh my god! Hold on a second. You're good. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And I'm with I'm with Jesse there because you basically have a character who doesn't care about anything, and now I feel like he's caring a little too much. As like weird as that sounds, but he's he's such a great character at, at being that guy who doesn't care. But. We're seeing him care like every week. Like I, th- I feel like it should be a thing where like he's still once again he's still a part of the show and he's aligned with the best friends and he's still doing whatever. 
wherever, <laughs> but he basically like has to get to a point like he did with Jericho where he, he just gets to that, that, that line is just crossed too many times to where he's like, all right, I have to, I have to care. I have to go do this. But otherwise he just doesn't care. And I think that's what makes his character uh, so entertaining and why he's so over to begin with. If he was just a really, cause let's be fair. Like he's a very small guy. Like if he was just some small guy who was just like, just going out there and just beating people every week I mean, it isn't un, totally un out of the, like the realm of possibility, but it's also like it makes it a lot more fun for me with like his stature and his laid back character and all that stuff that he he gets you to put your guard down with all of his antics. And when you put your guard down, he flies all over the place. And you know, I don't necessarily want to see him in competitive back and forth matches with guys like Cody and and Moxley and stuff like that on like a regular basis and Jericho. Um, just my personal opinion. Once again, I'm a humongous fan. I've got a signed 8x10 of the dude sitting on my wall right now. I mean, like, love Orange Cassidy. I just, I just, I think that they're they're just using him too much. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Sorry. We're going to have to, like, wrap this up soon. <laughs> You're good. I'm sorry. No, I it's know. Just, I know. I'm, I got it. It's been, I'm so sorry. It's just, it's hard to be a mom. And she's been very needy these past few days. So, my apologies. But, yeah, I... I completely agree with everything you said. I feel like it's it's a fine line that AEW has to has to draw here because while Orange Cassidy does is very over, and Orange Cassidy is very popular, it's like that's what makes him special. Seeing him wrestle only a few times, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, the next match we already basically gave an opinion on this one, so. Um, Sheeta versus Big yeah, Swole. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Kind of been saying that for a minute about Big Swole. Just saying. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, Sheeta's been solid. Goes out there and what's her only big match, her only bad match. All right. We'll just move on from that mm-hmm. one. Um, <clears throat> then we had the main event, which I thought was awesome. Like, I think if anyone watched this show and they were like, this show this sucked, great. it's like, if you watch this, it at least, it brings it from like, like a five or a six out of 10 to like the seven or eight out of 10. This one match alone, I thought this was awesome. I mean, there was a lot of like, kind of crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. You had Eddie Kingston on commentary, killing it, calling out Jim Ross for like oh not knowing God. what he's talking about. Yes. <laughs> Eddie Kingston on commentary was so fantastic. Like, that elevated this match to, like, goat territory. Just because Eddie Kingston is so amazing. Yep, I totally agree. And, and even after the match, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but, like, you yeah. can see that that's, that story is still going between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, which is awesome. Because um, Eddie Kingston, people can say what they want about his physique, which is fair. Like, he doesn't look like a, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not in, like, super well, good so- shape. Uh, neither is Kevin Owens. Well, sure, but but I'm just saying, like, it, well, it was the yeah. same with Kevin Owens. That was a big reason why, like, Eddie Kingston himself will talk about it. That's the reason Eddie never got signed to the WWE. He knows it's because of his physical appearance. Like, he because he he knows if he if he had, you know, had that fucking look that his talent and his mic work, he would have for sure. But uh, <laughs> the same with happened with Owens. Owens just got so incredibly hot on the indies that it was undeniable. Like the WWE had to sign him. Otherwise, he was going to get signed somewhere else uh, when the opportunity came up. But <coughs> both Kingston, what I love so much about that story, they talked about it on commentary, is Kingston Salty 
that Moxley made it to the world of the entertainers and didn't bring him yes. and the other guys along with. And that's yes. such a good story because that's real. Like, that's... Oh, I love it. As far as this actual match, mm-hmm. what did you think about the match itself? And uh, Moxley got kind of like the um, the Hail Mary last second pin yes. there over Archer. Yes, that, like, roll-up kind of. It was, it was basically, like, it was like a reversal roll-up kind of thing. It Back, was yeah, very... basically a backslide. Or a, uh, what do you yeah. call it? I used to use it in... <laughs> I used to use it in high school. That move, I used to, call, I used to call it the DFT because we used to, to joke about the, might, the mighty ducks all the time. It stood for ducks fly together. I used to hit that because I put you because it made because it, it made it look like you had wing your wings were out on the mat. I yeah. used to put it out. I, I pinned a couple kids with that actually. Um, it was very last minute. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. by the way. I can't remember what it's called in wrestling, but there's definitely a name for it. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought this was really good. I appreciated there being no rope breaks in an ODQ match. It was, like, this was fun. I had fun watching this. This was, I mean, I feel like John Moxley matches all have to be like that. And with Lance Archer being there, it just kind of had to be one of those hardcore, like, brutality-driven matches. And I really liked it. I don't think, even though Lance Archer got pinned, I don't think it made him look really bad because I think he still looks very much like a threat. I feel like it was a really good match. It's it definitely it it did what it needed to do. It it, it made Lance Archer look legitimate as like a world championship competitor, and like in the spotlight, deservingly so. But it also made John Moxley look like a legitimate world champion who should deservedly have the belt and still does. And I guess we'll find out who his next challenger is. But it's like, this was really good and amazing. This is like the second time. Well, no, it's not. Lance Archer hasn't gone for the world. He's gone for the TNT, right? Um, Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. So he's had two big losses now. That's it, though, for so the whole year. It's those two. It's this last true. night, it's and it's the, the two titles. Exactly. You know? So... I just I love the way when he's like in, entering he just like throws people just f that guy it's great well you just that was a perfect I, lead into what I was gonna say real quick it was f that guy no, no, you, you know what you know what that yeah because they already have the built-in story with him and Brian Cage and that FTW title yes. there's not much more like yes. fuck the world than what Lance Archer kind of puts out there so like I think that's where that we're headed so soon true. I think we're gonna get Lance yes. Archer and Brian Cage and I also think. That Darby Allen is going to be in that mix. Yes. So. Yes. Darby Allen was up in the, the bleachers, up in the nosebleeds, watching. And he was watching the TNT title match also from up there too. So I think that there's. Oh, is that it? There, uh, yeah. I. But he's also. But he's been in the. <clears throat> he's been in that feud with uh, Team Taz also this whole time, obviously too. So like. That's, I, yeah. Because <laughs> so, yeah. he he's taking out Ricky Starks now, but. I think I think Brian Cage versus Darby will be really good. I think that they should definitely do that also. Yeah, I agree. I that's you know, I was asking, you know, where's Lance Archer go from here and perhaps that's where they're heading. Because obviously Mox is just well no, because Mox has Eddie Kingston in his way. <clears throat> well, they're doing that tournament. It's like that sixteen yeah, person so... tournament that's gonna cl- so I so I guess what they have to do is they have to figure out what Mox is gonna do with, at full gear. Um, which will probably be Kingston, 
I'm assuming. Maybe not. Maybe they'll do that on Impact. Or not Impact. On a Dynamite. But but I think the, the finals of that number one contender tournament happens at full gear. So. Oh, does it? I think. That's the next pay-per-view, right? Full gear? I think. Yes. Or is it Revolution? <coughs> no, it's full gear. Um. So I think that the finals happened then. So Moxley would have to wrestle someone else at full gear, and then we would know who his next challenger would be for the next big show. So <clears throat> we'll find out a lot on that show. Um, and I don't know who it's going to be. I don't have, like, the list of participants in front of me, um, but it looked like a really finals. fun tournament. Well, the finals is clearly going to be Kenny versus Hangman Page. <coughs> that's true. I forgot that that's – because they also have, like, the Lucha Brothers wrestling each other in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember who else they named for it, but yeah, you're right. It'll definitely wind up being Heyman versus Kenny, and then uh, I feel man, that's such a choice to make too because like, I feel I think Kenny Heyman Page had a chance against Jericho already, and he and Kenny, and Kenny has the backstory with Mox already from when AW started. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's. Because I that think full gear, wasn't that that, mat, that death match at full gear. I think so. I think so because this would be right around that time because mm-hmm. um, Moxley hit him with that dirty deeds through the glass onto the glass leading into yes. it. Um. Yeah. So I, I guess, I guess the most logical thing would be Kenny winning the tournament, Kenny beating Mox for the title. And then eventually Hangman beating Kenny for the title. Yes. I think that's perfect. So, that's all good stuff. Do you have a, uh, speaking, before we get out of here, do you have a, uh, like anything that sticks out as like a favorite memory from the last year of AEW? Ooh. The first year of the company. I know I have one that sticks out for me, but Mm. I want to hear from you. Like, like, distinctive, like, memories. Like, the first thing that comes to mind for me is when Cody was getting those lashes. And mm-hmm. Brandy came out and, like, talked to him. That was very emotional. That was very... That was beautiful television, I think. That whole feud and that cage match was insane. I feel... I was there live like, at that cage match, too. That was awesome. I know. I know. Like, gosh, the whole... Well, I mean, I see, for me, AEW started at Double or Nothing in Vegas. Right. That was for me because I was there. Count that, for I, sure. Yeah. Count that. Okay, so, yeah, the whole first year for me has been, like, monumental, not only for AEW, but for me as well. I feel like because of AEW, I'm able to be where I'm at today, like, in regards to, like, what, wrestling Twitter or whatever. And I'm able to, in turn, have, like, an OnlyFans page, which supports my family and i feel like without that main base of people i wouldn't be able to have an only fans that's doing pretty well i wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be as do, doing as well as we are we're over ten thousand subscribers on this without AEW. yeah for I, real. I think it's i think AEW has really rejuvenated the professional re- wrestling fan like excitement enthusiasm i think it's given so many people an alternative WWE because we kind of just grinned and bared it for a while i mean there was impact and there's new japan which is great 
there's kind of a language barrier with New Japan, which is, you know, ignorant on our parts, whatever, but it's true. And there's like a whole time difference, which I know a lot of the dedicated UK people, shout out to them. They're up every night watching Raw and SmackDown and AEW and NXT, and that's amazing. But, you know, we're spoiled here in the States. And I feel like AEW has given so many people like an outlet to creativity as far as professional wrestling is going and, and showing them not only what professional wrestling can be, but it's also opening them up to like the indies as well. I feel like AEW has been a really good driver for the indies. Now, albeit there be a pandemic going on, so all of that's kind of been on hold for a long time, and the fans haven't really been able to be in the crowds, but gosh, what a refreshing refreshing reboost, rejuvenation of my love for professional wrestling. AEW has been. Yeah. It's been <coughs> so fun for me. I'm able to interact with these people on a daily basis on Twitter, which, I mean, you can do with WWE as well, but with AEW, it's a smaller company. So just because it's a smaller company, there's in turn a smaller outreach, but they're very enthusiastic about their fans, and it feels like it feels like I matter, you know? Like, not that I don't matter to WWE, but I, I, it definitely feels like the not just me, it's me, but like everybody. Fans matter to them. And it feels like we I finally have a voice in a wrestling company and we're finally being heard and we're finally getting a product that we all like to see or we like to see some of us like to see and i'm so grateful for that i am so grateful for aw and being able to go to you know these dynamites i'm so grateful to be able to go to these pay-per-views like if you don't know me like that double or nothing show was such a monumental like confidence boost for me that first double or nothing because I had never done anything I by myself since my daughter was born I had never gone out and done anything and I did and I had fun and I was like oh okay I can do this and I can enjoy wrestling and I can you know go to these shows and actually interact and not be scared to and have a chance to do this and and it really did I it skyrocketed like me in my confidence as far as, like, a person. <laughs> like, I know it sounds so ridiculous. No, I know. I'm sure. I know what you mean. But, like, I was like, okay, maybe I can talk about wrestling and, like, have friends about it. And then I found, like, a, a bunch of like-minded people who are my friends. I've made some lifetime friends because of AEW. I mean, we talk all the time because of AEW. Me and Sean talk all the time. It's, it's like, there are so many people who I've met through wrestling that if it wasn't for AEW, who I probably wouldn't be as close to. Because it's rejuvenated the passion for most of these people. And the first year has just been super fantastic, and I can't wait for many more years of it. And I think it'll be great. And that was kind of long. And thank you so much, Paul, for your super chat. We will get to that in a second. I promise. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to us. Like, thank you. But I do want to hear what your favorite moment of... AW was the first um, year. There's a lot of good ones. I'd say like my favorite match because I I think like there's been a lot of really good matches and the one that uh -huh. like sticks out. There's two that stick out the most. One That's being one being Dustin versus Cody. Like that one's always going to be like a oh, big. God, like, yeah. I mean that really set the stage for like what the company just is. You know. Yeah. And then 
Uh, but the one that comes to mind as far as like maybe one of the best matches I've ever seen was Young Bucks versus Omega and Hangman. I think it was a revolution last year in their tag team match. Yeah, yeah. That that was just in, incredible. I mean, there's been so many good ones though. Uh, I, I'm missing out, or I'm, I could list probably ten or twenty of them that like I'd go back and watch right now. Um, yeah. But as far as my favorite moment, not only my favorite moment in AEW history, it's probably my favorite moment in pro wrestling history. And it was when Cody took that sledgehammer and hit that fucking throne. I was so fucking yeah. happy. I was like, I marked out harder than I ever had in my entire life. Like, because it was like a lot of what you were just saying. I've been a pro wrestling fan since I, I can pretty much date it back to like 1994 is like around the time I can like remember stuff. And I was born in 88. So I was like eight years old, give or take, or six years old, I guess, give or take. Um, it'd be six. But, uh, but ever since WCW went out of business, like I had... It was like year after year, it was only WWE, and it was like I was liking it less and less and less to the point where like I was about done watching wrestling. And the only thing that kept me into wrestling for a while was the indies, because I at least yeah. had like SUP to go to in Nashville, and I had uh, the Cena City Invitational stuff to go to in Chattanooga, and then like IWTV really blew up. It was Powerbomb.tv, and it was kind of kind of just treading water. Then it became IWTV, and like blew up. And they got the rights to all these amazing companies, and I got sucked right back in. But like on the indie side, WWE I, like didn't really care what was going on. But on the indies, I was like, okay, at least I can still like wrestling. At least there's something for me to like still here. And I'm still a fan, and I know it. I was in right. denial for a little bit, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and there was a lot of really good stuff going on in New Japan. Like, I was really into the yes. Shinsuke Nakamura era there. I was really into the Omega versus Okada stuff. I was really into the rise of Naito. And, and there's been a lot of really good stuff in New Japan. I love Ishii. I think uh, I think Shibata is the, the, the biggest what-if in wrestling history because he, yes. at the time that he got injured... Um, I think he, he he'd be the the top guy in that company right now if he was still healthy. So there's there was good stuff, you know, there around, but but the main thing was like WWE was not for me anymore. And they were they were on they're basically unapologetic about it. And like not that they need to be, but it's like they're making a PG show for for kids mainly, for kids and their parents. And I fell in this demographic that they were not they don't care about. And mm-hmm. When AEW came around, and when I saw that show and Cody hitting that throne, for one, on a personal yeah. level, I was like, this is just amazing. Like, this guy that I shared a wrestling room with for two years that I have watched go from high school wrestler to WWE, like, underused guy to for a decade to, I mean, I followed his OVW career. I followed everything he did, and then to see him in this company and then have that role of like, I'm basically the triple H here and like, I'm going to do things my way here. And this is going to be different. Like, that's how I felt about all that. I, I marked out so hard. And, and on top of it, I was like, Holy shit. And all the people I've been, I've been watching on the Indies have a chance now. Like, yeah. like Marco stunt would have never gotten signed to the WWE. Joey Janela would have never gotten signed to the WWE. Darby Allen quit evolve because he was afraid of getting signed to the wwe because in his own wow. word because in his own words he said they'd make me a weirdo who jerked off in the corner 
He, he, <laughs> he, he knew that they would just fuck him. So he got out of Evolve to avoid getting moved to NXT. Like, like there, there are, there are this, all these people that had no chance. Chuck Taylor was never going to get signed to the WWE. Trent, Trent Beretta had been fired from the WWE. He wasn't going to be coming back. There, there are so, so many people I can talk about that are like, they all have chances now. And we're seeing it right now happening still. MJF's another one from, from then. Um, there's mm-hmm. so many. Uh, like, uh, like 80% of the roster that they started with are, are these people that I'm talking about. And now we're seeing the next group of people. Like, I've been talking for a while. Mance Warner. I'm, we're starting to hear about it. And I'm like, I've been talking about him for about three years now that this, is, this will happen. Um, the next kind of guy's coming. Like, keep your eyes out for guys like Matthew Justice. Keep your eyes out for guys like um, AJ Gray. Um, there's a new kid, Lee, Lee Moriarty, coming up right now. It's going to be a big deal. Um, there's there's a lot of... Trey Lamar is going to be a big deal. There's a lot of so many um, talented... Oh, right now, the big one is Ben Carter. Like, he apparently yeah. has offers from AEW and WWE and Impact. Um and it's going to be interesting to see where he lands because Ben Carter, I think, is served best <clears throat> in AEW, but <clears throat> but he was trained by Seth Rollins. So, I mean, he'd have a lot of help there in the right. WWE. So, so, anyways, that's a really long way of saying, like, this company actually, on top of just, like, rejuvenating my love of, like, mainstream wrestling. And NXT was doing it, too, by the way. NXT was great. Um, but the NXT was basically yeah. doing super indies. And then you were afraid if they got moved to Raw or SmackDown. Um, it, it gives it gives it gives wrestlers hope, and and that's also to say like the WWE is still signing good talent. I just mentioned it earlier. There's two people I know recent that signed over the weekend that I think are super talented. I know Kurt Stallion is heading there. Um, they officially announced that the other day. The WWE, he's in the Performance Center. He was one of my guys, first ever Southern Underground Pro Champion, Kurt Stallion. Um, Josh Briggs just got signed. A guy that I've been saying since the first time I saw him in uh Beyond Wrestling, saying. The WWE is going to swoop this guy up the second they're able to. Boom, there he is. So, I love it. AEW is the best. The Indies are the best. Um, <laughs> WWE, NXT is great. Um, I think they got a lot of work to do on Raw and SmackDown. They got a couple good things going. But as far as my allegiance, I hate making it this company versus this company as often as I do. But, like, I am AEW all day. So... I'm all elite. I am all elite. All right, so um, I'm going to read off our sponsors here in a second after we no, talk no, about Paul's. To, oh, yeah. Yeah. Say, no, after we talk about Paul's super chat. Um, and yeah. along along with Paul's super chat, if anyone else has anything else for us, any other super chats or donations, the donation link is down in the description. After we talked about Paul, um, with Paul has uh, his question, then we're going to talk about our sponsors. After that, any remaining super chats or donations we will address before we get off air. So, um, go ahead and read that off uh, for Paul, Jesse. Yes. So, Paul with a super chat. Thank you so much, Paul. We super duper appreciate it. So, can you guys talk about the Britt Baker segment, which I totally forgot about? So, thank you, Paul. I thought that was hilarious. I think Britt Baker is so funny, and I absolutely love her. And I think I even tweeted, I was like, imagine not liking Britt Baker. I feel like she's. I feel like they're doing all these like vignettes with her because I feel like <laughs> you thought it was weird. <laughs> well, he was naked. That was weird. No, I get that it was like the forty-year-old virgin. Like, I get, I get that. Yeah, but I was that like, was funny. I just looked up at my screen and I was like, "This is like it's like a it's like a." 
fat old Tony Schiavone with like get like his fucking this is weird as hell, man. It was weird, but I mean they've got like the whole thing with her and Tony, which yeah. is really funny. It makes sense. I feel like they're doing this because Britt Baker's probably not fully healed. Yeah, and I, think I feel you're right. like they don't want to put her too much in the ring yet. Ooh, I just moved my computer. So that's why they're kind of doing these backstage and it's not like hurting her in any way. I just think they're funny. I thought it was hilarious. It was like, what the heck? But it was funny. And I love how they like pulled the wax strip off and then Britt Baker's like laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. So I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny also. I just, I just thought it was, it just was very weird, weird. To, to actually watch. Um, especially because Tony Schiavone, like, <clears throat> His career trajectory has been so weird because, you know, he was the long-time announcer. Like, he worked for the WWF for a short time, and then like, he was the long-time announcer for WCW and or a commentator or whatever and all that stuff. And um, then he, like, got completely out of pro wrestling from, like, 2001 till, like, like three years ago. Like, if that, um, he started popping up on MLW shows. Like, out of nowhere, he was just doing these random but but during that he was calling braves baseball and uga football for anyone who cares what? um yeah he was doing that uh the whole time in between uh the wrestling gigs so um he's like an atlanta radio uh like he's a really well-known atlanta radio guy like he's like around where i live like he's like a known like people wouldn't know him. people are more likely where i'm from probably to know him even though wcw is huge here People right now are probably more likely to know him as, like, the UGA commentator than a, a pro wrestling commentator. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't care about him. Um, but, yeah, your, your boy is pretty funny. Um, oh, he's... <laughs> and, Paul, thank you for the super chat. I, I, I mean, I, I can't really answer it any better than that. I thought it was really weird, but it was funny, so. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I've already got our sponsors pulled up. And we can do all the thumbs up and all that stuff afterwards. Um. <laughs> all right. Music City Toys and Collectibles, y'all. They're the place to be for wrestling action figures and DVDs and autographs and a ton of different stuff. They will give you a fair price, and they are nice people. They're very easy to deal with. And um, they do stuff on their Facebook page all the time that I talk about where, like, they put items up, and you can claim them, and then they invoice you the price then like you know what the price is going into it no one there's no shadiness going on but you know the price ahead of time and if you want it they just invoice you on paypal the next day and they include shipping with all their pricing so if you see something that's five dollars that's the full price you send them five bucks and they ship they ship it to you there there's no nothing fugazi going on there um so uh so yeah they're they're great and they also started doing these mystery boxes this month and i know it's something that they were really um I wish they had them. Where do they have them here? I saw them on their via on the VIP group. Oh, here's one of them. This is this is perfect. So, um, they started they started this this month, and I know Chad, the guy that runs uh, the operation over there at Music City Toys and Collectibles, he uh he's been working on on doing this for a while, and he's like really really stoked to be able to do these mystery boxes. So they're only thirty dollars, and they're themed. So this month. It is a I love the 80s mystery box. So I don't know what's in the box, but I'd imagine it's going to be some like old school. Yeah, some old school, probably WWF stuff, maybe some NWA stuff. Um, I mean, this was the era of, you know, Hulkamania. This was the era of the Nature Boy. This was 
a lot of really good stuff going on in the 80s. And I know, I'd imagine that going forward each month, it'll be a different theme. Um, and they're only $30. There's a direct link in their pay, to their PayPal, and you just send them $30, and you put in the comment, October Mystery Box. That's how easy it is. Literally email them the money, or uh, PayPal them the money, right in the description, October Mystery Box, 30 bucks, and and they ship it out to you. I think it's awesome. Um, me and Jesse were talking a little bit before we got going here, and we hit the 10,000 subscriber mark, almost at the 10,500 subscriber mark, um, which is pretty nuts. That I, I feel like a lot of people are subscribing lately, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to reach out and see if we can get one of these uh, thrown in for, for a subscriber prize. We have some other prizes, so like we have something coming for y'all. Um, we are going to be doing a giveaway for hitting 10,000 subs, and we've been talking about it for a minute. This is something, I don't know if it'll be the October box or if we're going to wait until closer to like the holidays, but I do intend on getting um, at least one mystery box in there for y'all so y'all can all see what it is. Um, and I'll probably get one for myself. I'll probably, I know I've got some mystery boxes uh, for Christmas through like pro wrestling tees and stuff just because I want uh, the excitement of opening something that I don't actually know what it is for Christmas. So, um so that kind of stuff. Uh, but that all being said, Music Toys and Collectibles, they're awesome. Check them out. Just search them on all social media. WrestleRumble.com. Killer belt giveaway is going on right now. Got to remove the shades and lean in so I can read the text. <clears throat> there are four killer prizes. First prize is the Hardcore Championship and a custom Jason mask from Friday the 13th Part 3. Second prize is the Fiend Custom Championship and a custom Jason mask from Friday the 13th Part 4. Third place is going to get a Jeff Hardy Championship belt. And fourth place is getting two mystery belts. And <clears throat> the entry price for that is $1. Hypothetically speaking, you can put in 4 bucks and win that entire thing. So, yeah, definitely jump over there at WrestleRumble.com. And I saw that they just bought the newly released Macho yeah. Man replica or custom. So uh, that's pretty cool. I know they're going to be doing a giveaway with that. Maybe that'll be one of the two mystery belts. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to check out their Twitter as well. Follow them at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests and all of their raffles. And lastly, my brother, Brian Jensen, he is a co-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics. He works with Parkinson's Foundations. He can help you reach your goals, whether you're looking to you know, learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, you want to box at an amateur or professional level, if you just want to you know, learn self-defense a little bit or whatever it is, <coughs> whatever the case is, or if you have any kind of neurological issue. He works with a lot of Parkinson's patients, a lot of people with uh, similar uh, issues, like not just specifically Parkinson's. Like there's a lot of diseases very similar to Parkinson's that Brian's an expert in. He's like legitimately certified in this stuff and he's dealt with this stuff personally himself too. So he's like one of the best people you can possibly reach out to if, you, if you're looking for help with this kind of stuff. And as I'm saying this, they are cutting down trees right outside of my I window. Um, my, with these on, I can't I hear it as bad. much. Um, but uh, one of the really it bad. looked like it almost came through my window. Like the one of the, oh the branches were like. Um, that's why I looked up. Like, Whoa. Um, but uh, but yeah, Brian will help you out. Um, like I said, it, whether you're uh, in the Atlanta, Georgia area or not, he can help you. Like if you want to come to his gym, he can help you there. If you want to come to your business or your home or go out to a park out in the fresh air and hit pads or whatever it is, you can do that. And if you're not anywhere close, he can help you remotely. Just Zoom calls and that kind of stuff. Super easy. And like all of our sponsors, 
tell them that you that uh, Jesse and myself told you about them, and I promise you, you get some really good deals. Make sure to hit up Brian on Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of him. Boxing ATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Just shoot him a message. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. I have another All Things MMA video go up the other day. It's about Justin Gaethje. who's fighting for the lightweight championship against Habib Nurmagomedov in a few weeks. So check that out. If you're an MMA fan, check out my other MMA podcast for the Sobros Network, another round MMA. Uh, Fightful Weekender, I talked about it before. Free issue, (laughs) free edition. Did you see how sunny it is right now? See that glare coming off me? Um, Yeah, That's why I'm wearing these shades. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, if uh, if you want to see or listen to a free preview of the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, I break down all 12 shows of The Collective over the weekend, so check that out on wherever you consume your podcasts, including on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just finished another video for All Things MMA about my favorite fighter of all time, so when that goes up, I'll be pretty happy. So yeah. A lot of stuff going on. I try to put it all on my Twitter. And then Jesse gets you pulled up there for your stuff. Yay! So that's me. You can follow me on Twitter. At Jesse Buckeye, J-S-I-T-H-E-B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. That is the best way to see me live react to wrestling and all things wrestling. If you want to know me a little bit more than wrestling, the best place to find me is my OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. The link is in my Twitter bio. I've had a lot of people ever since last night being trying to add my... What the heck? Yeah, that's them chopping. They're, they're literally <laughs> taking these trees down and throwing them through, like, the fucking machine, oh. like the chipper. So, yeah, this is actually perfect timing to finish the show off because this is happening yeah. literally right outside. But, like, I'm looking at these people, like, in the trees yeah. as, as we're doing this. They're about to be watching oh me do God. some pretty funny stuff to this window here in a second. <clears throat> but, uh, so I've had a lot of people try to add me on Instagram and add me on, not add me on Facebook because you can't. But my Instagram is private. My Facebook is very private. I don't do a lot of personal stuff because just because I have to protect my family but if you want to see me you want to DM me talk with me see more of me then my OnlyFans is the place to go it's the best way to support me directly um, and my family and it really means a lot to me I put a lot of effort into my OnlyFans I do a lot of really fun stuff over there so I would really appreciate if you subscribed and checked it out but if you want to support me and Steven, which is what the cool kids do, you can do it for free over here. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can give this video a thumbs up if you like what you saw because that really helps us out. We love our chat. We love our super chatters. We love our regular chatters. We love everyone in our chat. We think it's a good vibe. We always pass the vibe check, and we want more people like y'all. So when you guys thumbs up that video, it really does tell people that what they see is good and that it tells YouTube, hey, maybe we should recommend this to more people. So it does really help us out. And please subscribe. I guess we're going to do a giveaway here soon. We're just trying to figure out, like, we want to make it really nice and big because we're so thankful for so many subscribers. And maybe we'll do, like, multiple winners or something, too. Maybe we'll do, like, a few different prizes for a few different people. Yeah, Yeah, so we'll, like, we're getting it all figured out for y'all, but, like, prizes are coming. Trust me. Yes. So that's those are like the best ways. Other than my Twitter, 
other than my OnlyFans, this is the best place to go, best place to be, and that is all I have. That's all I've got, too. We might as well go ahead and get on out of here because, like I said, they are destroying these trees in front of me. I'm glad that they yeah. are because, like, some yeah. of them, like I've told you before, like, I've they've taken out, like, entire balconies and gone through some people's ceilings because um, they're surrounded by trees. But there are a couple of these trees here that I really like the way that it shields my windows from the rest of my neighbors sometimes. <laughs> so um, I just realized the other day, by the way, there is an angle, like, from this direction where I didn't I've been living here for almost a year I didn't realize because there's somebody who has definitely been watching me do stuff through this through this window because I didn't know the angle was there and I looked oh, the other day and there was this there was my neighbor was was had their window completely open and we're just looking directly into my oh, windows awkward. and I was like I was like wait what they weren't it wasn't anything like they weren't anything weird they were just looking directly at me and this was at probably around two in the morning. <laughs> my lights were on, and their lights were on. They probably on. don't remember. Let's be real; they probably don't remember what they saw. But I may or may not have been listening to Rihanna with no clothes on and hanging out with myself. So what? <laughs> I'm kidding. So I don't. I, in this in this room, I I can't I can't go no clothes in this room because it's just it's all windows. Yeah. But, I do like to listen to, like, Rihanna and shit in the middle of the night after I do work sometimes. Like, I, I just fucking party, fucking party music. Fucking <laughs> after, after I do my, after I do my work and I'm winding down. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, as much as I'm down on women's wrestling as often as I am, I love women's music. Like, I, I love, love it. I listen to, like, Celine Dion and, like, fucking that kind of shit also. Anyways, this is a great time to get out of here. Y'all have a, uh, y'all have a great week. 